1035 The Light. Streaming online at WMUZ.com. Detroit made. Bible strong. It's 9 o'clock. And the WMUZ Life and Finance team is on the air. To make sure we're all headed in the right direction, we at WMUZ have assembled a team of experts. And every night, a different expert is here to give advice about the issues that impact your life. We hope you find the information on today's program to be inspiring. If you've been told you have to live with pain or a health problem, we encourage you to call and make an appointment with one of the doctors that host your weekly checkup at 866-521-WELL. Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer are upper cervical doctors that believe you can have the life God intended for you. The number again is 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. And there's a location near you with offices in Troy and Ann Arbor. If you're tired of searching for solutions for your condition, make an appointment right now at 866-521-WELL. Or check them out on the web at yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on Your Weekly Checkup. night. That means it's time for your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. This is the show dedicated to helping you live an extraordinary life. Our goal tonight is to give you hope, help you live with more energy, and help you experience health like never before. We are so excited tonight. We've got a special guest with us, and uh, Dr. Kramer, always great to be with you. Oh, likewise. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there, and we are so excited about tonight. This is going to be awesome. So you've heard us say hundreds of times over the last almost decade that your health is your wealth. And 100%. We talk, absolutely. And we talk about keeping your health, maintaining your health, promoting your health, because without it, what does it matter, right? Well, we have an incredible guest with us tonight, and we are so excited. Um, he's a New York Times best-selling author. He's written several books, uh, two of them uh, that have really changed my life, Killing Sacred Cows and What Would the Rockefellers Do? Uh, he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur Magazine. He's a contributor to Forbes. He's appeared on CNBC, ABC, um, on uh, Neil Cavuto with on Fox, uh, all kinds of stuff, and his company is on the Inc. 500 list. Uh, he's been on stage next to the Dalai Lama, Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins, Damon John, uh, just to name a few. This guy is the real deal, and uh, we would like to give a huge, warm Detroit welcome to Garrett Gunderson. Garrett, thanks so much for joining us tonight, man. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that I'm going to have my wife write a bio and just see how different it would sound. <laughs> I just want to see. I, I'm actually going to test that out, I think. That is awesome. <laughs> I like it. Well, Garrett, we, uh, we're we so grateful, man. I mean, you are such a sought-after speaker, and we don't take it lightly that you're uh, spending some time with us tonight and with our guests. And so um, I really appreciate that. You know, we, we wanted to have you on as a guest because um, I realized almost a decade ago, when I had the privilege of meeting you in person, that you are to the financial industry 
what chiropractors are to healthcare. You know, chiropractors stand in our soapboxes and we say, guys, drugs and surgery are not the answer, at least not the first stop. Um, and we, we believe that we need to think differently. We're health consumer advocates. You're a financial advocate. We, we debunk myths like drugs and surgery are the answer. You debunk a ton of myths in killing sacred cows and in all your, your products and things. Um, we both find interference in people's lives. We do it physically. You do it financially. We remove it. And so I just thought it was a perfect opportunity um, for us to collaborate with this. And, you know, my intention is that people will hear our conversation tonight, that they'll want to join in and be a part of it, um, that they'll ask us for help with their with their physical health, and that they'll ask you for help with their financial health. And I think generations will be better because of it. Nice. Well, all I know is, you know, really investing in my health has paid off in a big way. And uh, really thankful for, you know, for example, it really kind of started with Patrick Gentempo, who's a, who's a doc and a chiropractor that I went to an event that was for chiropractors and I'm just sitting there listening to everything with my wife. And then we really went on this health journey after that. It made a massive difference for my son, who's now 14, like transformational, like my, uh, wife's cousin who's a pediatrician she's like this is like the poster boy for someone who's just gotten better and like just is a different kid and we're like yeah we've been taking him to chiropractic and he's like, oh that wouldn't make a difference i mean it's just hilarious all the misinformation out there and i think the same kind of stuff happens around money you know there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of people that are doing their best they're putting in effort but they're not getting great results we're finding a 95 percent failure rate for people at age 65 in the United States at achieving financial and economic independence, meaning if they stop working, they're not going to have enough money to cover their basic expenses. And it's not a lack of effort or trying in most cases. It's just the wrong information. So anyway, I just pop off sometimes like that. You could just interrupt me at any time. Well, I think that's absolutely great. We like your pop-off so far. <laughs> well, what I could, we would love to hear is a little bit about your story and how you got where you're at today and what got you into the financial world. Um, well, when I was 15, I started a business just detailing cars. And I wanted to, you know, get out of this small town or I wanted to make it big. Or I Actually, I really just felt like if I was a millionaire one day, that would mean I'm successful and respected because – I just didn't know any better. Um, that was just like my initial limited ambition. But with this business, I won Young Entrepreneur of the Year. It came with $5,000, and I wanted to invest that money. But my Italian side of the family, the way they invested money was putting it in coffee cans and storing it in the basement cellar. So they just didn't have any financial savvy at all. And so as I went out there to kind of figure out what to do, A, my mom wouldn't sign off as a custodian, so I wasn't even able to invest until I turned 18. When I finally turned 18, I just made a mistake right out the gate, being overly reliant on a stock market that I had no understanding or control over and uh, in a type of product that had a massive amount of fees. And fortunately, within three months, I figured out that that wasn't going to be what they had sold me. And as I went out to look for what else there was out there, I got offered an internship, which sounds kind of cool, but what it really was was showing me how to build rapport and gain trust and salesmanship so I could peddle products to family and friends. And... That was okay um, in 98 and 99, but when the market started going down in 2000, I had them exposed it with too much reliance on things they didn't control. So it was like repeating this mistake I'd made for myself, um, and that's when it really got kind of real for me, and I went on a two-year, two-month journey just drive, or flying somewhere, meeting with people every single month to figure out 
hey, what are the things I don't know about money and finance? And what is it that the wealthy are doing? Because that doesn't seem to trickle down to the majority of the population. And I just became a curious, inquisitive, annoying person to a certain degree because I had this little memo pad that I carried around with me, and I had a boatload of questions, and I would just go and interview anyone I could get an interview with. And I was able to do a lot of those because I was so young, and a lot of these successful people wanted to kind of pay it forward. And that's what really led me into the financial world is in the year 2000, I started to really figure out that a lot of what we'd been taught was misinformation and myths and people were having major missteps that was harming their wealth. And uh, that's that was kind of the, the initial piece. And I, in 2001 and 2002, when everybody was losing money, I found a way for my clients to make 41 and 44%. Even though I'm not a wealth manager, I don't trade stocks. It just happened to be that that was one thing I stumbled upon. But in stumbling upon that, I started to figure out, hey, if people can just learn how to get better interest rates or save on tax or avoid a lot of non-performing fees with their investments or know how to structure insurance right, they can have a lot more of the money they make. Maybe like 10% of the money they make is just you know, being lost to those inefficiencies. And I just like dealing in the world of guarantees. I like dealing in a world of empowerment. I like to simplify things in finance. And then what really happens is when people get – their financial health taken care of, they're actually just more productive. They have a lot more happiness. They have less stress. And I just think they can build a life that they love that way. So that's what excites me the most. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. So it, it was a personal story that affected you in such a great way, and you took it upon yourself and, you know, created this this great thing from that. I, I love, 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 love that. And, you know, it's so great, too. It's just kind of a, a sidebar of that is you're saying, you know, it's like why not take one stress off the table, right? Like you can control your wealth if you have better knowledge, right, and have better know-how of how to handle it. it it's something you can control. And, you know, taking that stress off the table, like you said, is, is huge so you can deal with you know um, you know raising children and focusing on your marriage and your relationships and to, to take that stress off the tables just that's empowering for for all humans and then also gives you so much more satisfaction and and less um, just in general you know fulfillment or freedom in your in your life so I, I just love that so much so could you share with our listeners before we take our first break what would be uh, a common myth that you would want to debunk for someone like what do you think is something you could share with our listeners uh, a myth that you found to be not true I mean the biggest myth out there that's the most destructive is that people really believe that there's a finite pie there's only so much to go around, and if you want to be wealthy, you've got to take something from someone else. And that if you want to be wealthy, it's only because of greed or you've done something wrong or something bad or been coercive or deceptive. And so there's a lot of these mixed feelings that hold people back from actually being more productive and more profitable. And because there's that confusion around it, like it's just a really kind of conflicting place for people to be because – they see that they can do good things with money or have certain things or, you know, be able to provide in certain ways, yet there's this tugging piece underneath that that's like, you know, yeah, but that makes, you know, does this make you evil or bad or what will other people think? And, you know, scarcity kind of has this voice that really come, creeps in and it thinks, okay, well, this is zero-sum game. If one person wins, another person has to lose. And, and so that kind of notion creates what I would call a consumer condition where people actually don't understand value creation. 
they don't know how to deliver value in the most meaningful and profound ways because they don't understand money and that confusion around it is more about they think it's about luck or they think it's about being born of a certain family or they think mm-hmm. it's about it's for others and not necessarily for them. And so I really think the finite pie is the greatest myth that's ever been you know, told when it comes to money. And it has people become overly competitive or stingy or sacrifice. I mean, I could go on for hours at just how bad this is, but it's a plague of the mind. It's a disease of the mind. Ooh, I like that. So That's it's a disease of mind, and and there's a there's enough for everybody. We, we live in a world of abundance. Is that that's what you're saying? It is the is is that as another word of saying that. So or another way of saying that. I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know how quick the commercial's coming up, but I'll just say this: like abundance doesn't mean that we live in a state of like perfection where everything goes our way and we just have money fall into our lap or that it's easy. It just means that. There's innovation, human ingenuity, resourcefulness, there's value, profit is evidence of of that value that you create for others, and that we can actually become wealthy through our efforts to serve others and to Mm -hmm. solve problems, and through that value creation, and ultimately, there's a lot more wealth today than ever before in history because it keeps compounding based upon our predecessors and ancestors that came before us and built certain things that we can now build upon. And so you just look at where we're at. There's still plenty of poverty, but a lot less than there used to be. That's wow. huge, Garrett. I mean, you, you talk a lot about scarcity mindset um, versus abundance mindset. We're kind of in that in that place right now. Um, I mean, how can somebody come overcome a scarcity mindset and start living from an abundance mindset? Two things. When people are in scarcity, they typically tend to be in a survival mindset. So it becomes extraordinarily selfish, not because they're bad people or that this is their intention. It's just the way the software works. So when you find yourself only thinking about how do I make more money? How do, how is it that I could be okay? How me, 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 when you get in that set, that mindset, It's paradoxical because it prevents you from being more valuable to others. And so when you find yourself in scarcity or feeling selfish or in survival, the key is deliver value to someone else, whether it's a family member, a friend, a colleague, uh, a, a case study, someone that you're even just offering your value for free for a moment, because then your mind will tend more towards abundance and they can acknowledge and appreciate you and you can elevate above that funk. The second thing is just have, whether it's peers or mentors, that when you find yourself in a place of negative thinking, when you find yourself in scarcity, don't judge yourself and be like, oh, I can't believe, like, I'm not always positive thinking. I get negative. That happens. I'm just in it a lot less than others, and I'm aware of when I'm in it, so I vent and move on versus remunerating it. So what I do when I'm in those situations of scarcity, I call someone that I really know, like, and trust that's either at my level or above my level that I can tell them what's going on and they can ask me questions I don't even know how to ask of myself so I can move beyond that. Too many people try to hide it and it just buries too deep and it prevents them from becoming more abundant. It takes abundance to be vulnerable. It takes abundance to be honest. It takes abundance to, you know, identify where you don't have it all figured out and allow other people to support you. Some people think that that's scarcity when you allow other people to support you, but that's the most abundant thing possible is to allow others to be part of the process of moving forward. That is huge, man. That is huge. I love it. 
So I, I absolutely love that. Now, if we could, what is your website, Dr. Uh, Garrett? Is it wealthfactory.com? Yep. Okay, now you're listening to, to Garrett Gunderson at wealthfactory.com. So if you like what he's saying, please check that out. And you're also listening to Dr. Lazar and Dr. Kramer. You can call us tonight at 866-52 or 5219. No, no, no. 866-521. Well. I know you're I almost said my own cell phone number sorry guys you can call Dr. Kramer live tonight on her cell phone (laughs) hey we're we're real people here so we're going to take a short break and we'll we'll be right back right after this do you constantly live with pain does simply getting out of bed seemingly take all of your energy are you just plain tired tired of searching for answers tired of not living the life God intended for you then you need to call 866-521-WELL and speak with Dr. Jonathan Lazar or Dr. Jamie Kramer. Dr. Lazar and Dr. Kramer are upper cervical doctors who specialize in helping those who are in chronic pain. Call 866-521-WELL and make an appointment to visit one of their offices in Ann Arbor or Troy. If you mention you heard about them on WMUZ, your first consultation will be absolutely free. That's 866-521-WELL. And also go to their website at yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on Your Weekly Checkup. Hey, this is Dr. Lazar. And Dr. Kramer. Thanks for listening to Your Weekly Checkup. We wanted to invite you into our offices for a complimentary consultation to find out whether this upper cervical work is right for you and your family. And it's great news. We have offices in Ann Arbor and in Troy. So take this number down. Our number is 866-521-WELL, 866-521-9355. And our teams are standing by waiting to take your call. Our website is yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Call and speak with the doctors live at 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. Welcome back to your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. We have special guests with us tonight, Garrett Gunderson. He is the chief financial architect uh, at Wealth Factory. You can get more information on him and his incredible books and strategies at wealthfactory.com. Uh, Garrett, thanks again for joining us tonight. Um, we're talking you about bet. how uh, we, we're just talking about scarcity mindset versus abundant abundance mindset, um, and how you know receiving support from others is one of the most abundant places you can be you know i i love the parallel systems that we're running here and so um from an abundance mindset garrett how do you i mean how do you think that you uh if you're at some symposium or whatever how how could abundance mindset apply to somebody's physical health like we 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 see what you're saying from a financial perspective um but how can that parallel with their their physical health well look I mean, so many people are stressed when they're in scarcity. They're going to be in a sympathetic state. They're going to be in fight or flight. And ultimately, that's going to start to deteriorate and destroy their health. So when people are in scarcity, worry becomes a constant companion. And when the body's in that situation, I'm pretty sure it's going to impact your adrenals. I'm pretty – I mean, you could go into a lot more of the science behind all of it, but we just know how we feel, like – when people feel exhausted because they're just constantly in that chronic mode of stress 
And, you know, our ancestors weren't in chronic stress. They had heightened moments, and then they had relaxation. In this world of scarcity, most people think the only way to get ahead is to work harder. Or um, they're always in fear, and they don't want to lose what they have. And those two states become so complicated to actually have a quality of life and ultimately be able to enjoy it along the way because there's no room for relaxation or rejuvenation or recreation. How about that alliteration, by the way, Anna Ryan in the end there. But, uh, but ultimately, that's, that's the problem that we have. I mean, and I, and I think that the world and society almost says, yeah, you got to work your butt off. Yeah, yeah, that's totally just work, work, work. You, you can always retire. You can always take care of yourself later on. But you know what? You're just continuing to take withdrawals. That's going to have, you know, an impact. Look, it was probably fine in my early 20s. I didn't notice it. But, man, I just turned 40, and I notice those things now if I'm not getting sleep. You know, I remember people used to brag about how much, how little sleep that they got. But mm-hmm. think about the impact on the body with that and the amount of stress. And one of the reasons why people don't sleep is because they're either hustling so much to chase the dollar or they're just worried about money so much because they don't understand it. And so I think that money becomes a pretty big culprit of scarcity. That is that is a, a brilliant parallel. Um, you, I love I, – you know, Dr. Kramer and I have stories about doing the work we're doing and how we kind of stumbled on it because it literally saved our lives. Like, I don't mean it stopped a little back pain. I mean literally we were like slaves to illnesses, completely wrecked, and um, neither of us would probably be alive today literally if it weren't for this work. So we have really passionate uh, stories, really strong whys about why we lead the charge and, and do what we're doing. I love hearing stories about your grandfather, um, and you talked about him understanding the value of working hard, but in my words, never really getting to enjoy the fruit of his labor, Um, just stockpiling and pinching pennies and trying to save his way to wealth. Um, And so we help people promote physical health so they can have the energy and vitality to enjoy life and not be overwhelmed by sickness or dis-ease. And then you say in some of your material that without proper structures, hard work is like eating soup with a fork. You keep busy, but stay hungry. I love that. What structures are you are you passionate about? What do people need to know about um, regarding that? Two. Let me give two structures. The first one I call the value equation because I'm talking about how wealth is created through value, and so the value equation is. If you want more financial capital, that's kind of the byproduct. That's the end result. That's like the receipt of two more precious forms of capital, the first one being your mental capital, your ideas, knowledge, wisdoms, insights, strategies, systems, tools. Like That's your mental capital. It's what you know. And the more you invest in that where you create an amazing skill set or you expose and develop your talents and abilities, well, that's going to be extraordinarily useful if you get crystal clear about that and then bring it to the second more precious resource of capital, which is relationship capital, people, networks, organizations, right, uh, patients, uh, subscribers, whoever that is that you can actually take what you know to improve their life. It's your mental capital multiplied by your relationship capital that determines your financial capital. So if you think you have a money problem, it's never really a money problem. It's a mental capital problem or relationship capital problem. Either you don't know how to think about it, scarcity is clouding your judgment, you're, you know, or a relationship capital, you just don't have enough people that you're serving or that you're reaching. I mean, here you guys are, you know, doing radio to reach more people, to get the message out there as one medium to reach those relationships with your unique mental capital around health and de-stress and living a higher quality of life, right? So 
So the value equation is crucial because if you really get clear about mental and relationship capital, how to build and develop it, how to utilize it, and how to use what I would call the impact equation, which is how do you take that unique mental capital and reach the most people possible with that because that's going to create more opportunity to make money, or two, more deeply impact those people that you already reach, right? When someone finishes their first session with you, and then they really get a sense of what's possible, they might come onto a care plan. That means that you can more deeply create that value for them rather than them just hearing about it over the radio waves. So mm -hmm. the second piece is economic independence, and there's a framework for that. And what I mean by economic independence is enough cash flow coming in from assets to cover your basic expenses. So there's five key ways, or the framework has five components to get there. The first is to keep a lot more of what you make, and I could spend a lot of time on that. I've mentioned not overpaying tax or investments or insurance or, you know, um, even interest because a lot of people have more than one loan are probably paying more interest than they have to. The, the second thing is to engineer wealth for economic independence. So how do you reverse engineer and come back and say, how can I create enough cash flow to cover my basic expenses, right? The third thing is to become a cash flow investor, what I would call accelerate investment income. Almost every institution is in the business in finance of creating cash flow, yet they're telling everyone else just to accumulate. You accumulate while they velocitize and create cash flow. They win, you lose. There's a better way to do it. The fourth thing is to have some type of additional revenue. If you're an employee, become an entrepreneur and say, when I add to the bottom line, can I get some upside potential? If you're an entrepreneur, it's investing in your business so you could scale that business revenue. Or if you have some extra time, you become, you have a side hustle. You do something with existing assets to create more cash flow until you're economically independent. And then the fifth thing is to make it count. And you guys talk about this, you teach this, you live this. Make it count means enjoying life along the way. You're your greatest asset, not a stock or bond or piece of real estate. So how do you make sure that you're enjoying life? that money can be one benchmark, but quality of life is in there as well, so that you're going through life, enjoying it every step of the way, not waiting till one day, someday. So keep more of what you make, engineer wealth, accelerate investment income, scale revenue, and finally make it count. That's what's the framework to get economically independent, and you can do that when you're dedicated between three to seven years, not waiting for 30 years like most people are with most retirement planning. That's outstanding, man. If you're just tuning in, this is your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer and Dr. Lazar. We have special guest Garrett Gunderson with us. He's the chief financial architect at Wealth Factory. You can get more information from him at wealthfactory.com. We're taking your calls live tonight. Um, we always see this when we have a dynamic guest. People are just mesmerized listening and they don't you know, want to interrupt the flow. But if you do have any questions uh, for Dr. Kramer, myself, or for Garrett tonight, our number is 866-521-WELL, 866-521-9355. Um, you talk, Garrett, about cash flow a lot. Um, what I can tell you is, you know, as far as, you know, I'm personally, you know, we're clients of yours, uh, keeping a lot more of what we make. I can tell you from a value perspective on my first couple, I think my first call with your team, um, I think they recovered like $40,000 that we were overpaying in taxes. We weren't utilizing some of the tax code. Like our accounting firm just wasn't really like they were just counting our beans and telling us what we made and what we spent in hindsight, but like not really capitalizing on that stuff. And so without making any more income yet, we were able to recover a lot more money. So I just, you know, as a personal plug, I'm really grateful for that because that was huge. 
Um, you talk about cash flow a ton and movements and like the Dead Sea is accumulated water that's not moving. It has no life. It's just stagnant and nasty and disgusting versus the Amazon River that's just rushing and roaring and flowing. Um, and and we talk about, you know, we, we kind of talk against an intervention model. Um, like, yeah, people can be completely screwed up financially and in a horrible place and then call you and ask for help. And, and you've helped thousands of people that way. And we've helped thousands of people who are in a really messed up place physically, um, chemically, emotionally. And, you know, we look for interference and remove it. But we really, really value changing the conversation with people and having them think about it as it's better utilized as a non-interference model. Look for interference, get the interference taken care of, fill the leaky bucket, that type of thing, fill the plugs, whatever, however you'd say it. And then once that's the case, you can move forward with momentum and progress and have cash flow. We talk nerve flow, you talk cash flow. What are some things people can do um, of course, you know, they can call you, they can work with you guys, but what are some things they can look at to see, hey, maybe there are some interference, uh, points of interference here. What, what would you recommend they look at just to kind of self-assess, if you will? Yeah, so on the cash flow side, if we just were to look at, you know, loans, and if you have any loans, and especially if you have more than one, there's a high chance that you're paying more interest than you have to. So four ways to figure that out. Number one, is your credit score above 780? So that's the first C. Number two, do you have the right collateral? So if you have a paid off car, you could refinance the car, get a really low interest rate, and pay off higher interest rate credit cards and things like that, right? Number three, do you have the right cash flow reporting? When you're trying to get a loan from a bank like a mortgage or anything, how you present yourself and having organized finances can be the difference between a yes or a no or even save you, you know, 20% of overall of your interest because maybe you could get a, you know, 4% interest rate instead of 5%. And then the fourth thing is the right connections. Um, as you become more successful, you might be able to get into a portfolio bank. They're going to get you better interest rates. They're going to be easier to work with. So that's, that's one piece. But when it comes to loans, there's really the three R's that I look at. Number one is can you refinance? So could you refinance um, loans into your mortgage because that could lower interest rates or in that car loan like I mentioned? The second thing is could you reallocate? Do you have any underperforming assets, any savings accounts or investment accounts that either create stress or they don't perform really well that you can cash that out and pay off a higher interest rate loan and get a guaranteed return or immediately improve your cash flow? And then finally, the last R is to renegotiate. I mean, if you have a credit card and you call the credit card company and say that you're thinking about canceling or doing a balance transfer or asking them about the best deals that they have because you're going to look around, if they move you to the retention department, you're likely to get a lower interest rate. So you could do a streamlined refinance if that's on a home. And, you know, I mean, there's so much I could talk about there because even if you have more than one loan, you should take your loan balance and divide it by the minimum monthly payment. Loan balance of each loan individually divided by its minimum monthly payment, and then only pay extra to the one that spits out the lowest number. The lowest number means that you have a cash hog on your hands, and it's going to be faster to pay that off and to free up that cash. So there's just some examples in how to optimize cash flow from a loan standpoint, just as one, you know, one category. Very cool. 
Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. Well, and again, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to your week, your weekly checkup. Our number is eight six six five two one nine three five five, and you're listening with Doctor or with Garrett Gunderson uh, from your Wealth Factory and your honorary doctor tonight on the on the. First <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for that to happen because I get called doctor enough. And I'm just thinking maybe my university will eventually give me an honorary doctorate because I donate money and I'm on the board. So I don't know if they are qualified to do that, but if they are, I'm just putting it out there. Then you can be right (laughs) if you slip. It's all good. It's like the second time I've tried calling you doctor, so we're just going to go with that here. So, um, you know, I really really loved, uh, and you've given some of our listeners some awesome tips on on what to do and how they can take action steps. So thank you so much for sharing that. But, you know, back to, you know, the mindset that you were talking about, I think that's so important is understanding, you know, we talk as chiropractors about philosophy a lot. And I think the philosophy and the mindset mindset are, 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 are kind of one in the same, right? Like is what you believe is your philosophy. And then you also created that, that multiple plan of how to handle things. So I'm always about philosophy and like what the action steps are. And it sounds like with the Wealth Factory, that's what you guys are, are incorporating. So if there's any listeners out there that are confused about money, this is the man you want to talk to. You want to check out yourwealthfactory.com. You also want to check out his books and, and what he's about because uh, this My YouTube. Has, if they go to YouTube and type in Garrett Gunderson, I'm putting out almost a video a day now. And that's so that's not even cost them anything. And, you know, put, I just want to get this out there. I want a million people to become economically independent. Yes, I love that. And you've got the, you know, the right, your heart and your, and is in the right spot wanting to help people that way. And then there, the YouTube's the best way. And I bet you there's those action items that you've mentioned tonight that you can even find on your YouTube channel. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing, you know, they're like 10-minute videos now, so I'm making sure to give specific action steps, and, you know, you could you could look up whatever we're talking about here that resonates with you, whether it's scarcity versus abundance or improving cash flow or discovering, you know, purpose and having that become profitable, like, you know, and uh, people can, you know, comment and ask questions, and I just, I want to answer them, so love the interaction. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back right after this. We hope you find the information on today's program to be inspiring. If you've been told you have to live with pain or a health problem, we encourage you to call and make an appointment with one of the doctors that host your weekly checkup at 866-521-WELL. Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer are upper cervical doctors that believe you can have the life God intended for you. The number again is 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. And there's a location near you with offices in Troy and Ann Arbor. If you're tired of searching for solutions for your condition, Make an appointment right now at 866-521-WELL. Or check them out on the web at yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on Your Weekly Checkup. Be on the radio. Call the show with your question right now at 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. 
Welcome back to your weekly checkup with Dr. Kramer with a C and Dr. Lazar. We're really excited to be with you tonight. Um, we have a, a really special and unique show. We always talk about how your health is your wealth. Um, and we have special guests with us, Garrett Gunderson. He talks about you being your greatest asset. In his book, What Would the Rockefellers Do? He talks a lot about human life value, which I think is remarkable. And our society has led... A lot of people to believe that um, the more money you have, the more valuable you are. We talk about net worth a lot. Um, sports, you know, professional athletes' contracts get a lot of press about how much money they're getting and their, you know, sixty million dollar contract over three years or whatever, whatever the deal is. You can tell I don't follow it because I don't even know if that's accurate. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's that's what that looks like. And so, Garrett, you talk a ton about human life value. Dr. Kramer and I um, obviously encourage people to invest in the physical side of that human life value, you know, in conversations like, look, with these migraines as the symptom on these drugs that are masking it, making you a zombie, you know, you're completely destroying your human life value. You're not adding value at your place of employment or at the business you own, Um Whatever the case may be, if we can find the cause of this problem and if we can get that addressed, we're not chasing symptoms, right? We're not looking at the um, at the effect as much as we are the cause. And, and if we get this taken care of, then your human life value increases. Money always follows value. I learned that from you. And um, when money follows value, the more you invest in yourself, the more value you provide as an effect of that, yes, the headache may go away. And from your side of the coin, um, the effect of investing in your human life value is that you're creating more value and then money follows that and uh, that sort of thing. What are some ways that you recommend that people um, invest in themselves and, and invest in their human life value? I believe in like a morning ritual and you know creating one that makes the most sense for the individual, but I focus on three E's, little exercise and movement. You know, it doesn't mean I'm like doing hard workouts every day. I actually have a vibration plate, so I might do some flexibility on that some days or might just, you know, even do some like uh, breathing, time breathing and stuff like that. But begin with exercise, then move to education. And the education I would specifically focus on is the area that you are the expert in or you want to develop your expertise or your so-called human life value that adds the most mental capital in the world. And then the third, part, third E would be enlightenment, whether that's prayer, meditation, um, you know, just uh, some quiet time, just gratitude, whatever it is for you. Just begin with those three E's, exercise, education, and enlightenment before you start your day because you'll put on a, like, armor of abundance that will help scarcity to ping off. You'll have some time that you can think for yourself and think to yourself versus the noise of the world. And I'm sure that there's probably some uh, you know, stuff you guys could talk about as doctors of how that actually really works. Um, I'm just giving the basic you know, idea and framework, but it's great because it doesn't require major money to invest in yourself to do that. It just requires a commitment. It just requires self-care. It just means you have to treat yourself as your greatest asset. What do you say to the mom who's suffering physically on our side or who, you know, a family who's, 
you know, suffering from scarcity in their finances and or well, if they're suffering from scarcity, it's in every area of their life. But it obviously would show up pretty loudly in finances. Um, what do you say to that mom who says, I, uh, I don't want to learn more about how to be economically independent or I don't want to go see the chiropractor because it's time and it's money and I have a high deductible and I, wh what do you, what do you, and you're a master at delivering um, communication in a way that is non-judgmental, which I think is awesome. People who are experts on a stage as large as yours are very commonly um, you know, I think kind of judgmental and condescending and that sort of thing. I love that that's never been your your message. What do you say to that mom who's listening tonight and is struggling either physically or emotionally or chemically or spiritually or financially or, or all of the above? What's your message to her? Look, I mean, I'll, I'll just rewind to 2008. My wife just, you know, um, now has two kids under four years old. And I'm traveling promoting my book. At the same time, I'm away from my business. 2008's hitting. The economy's going down. And I'm also investing a ton into this book. We hit our first real cash flow crunch in our life. And so my wife was so adamant that she should spend every waking moment taking care of our kids that she was becoming exhausted. She was becoming, like, frustrated, um, more quick to anger, more sad at times, I mean, just to be real candid about it. And it took some effort to say, hey, what if you took some time away from the kids? What if we even had someone help for part of that time? You know, whether that's my parents or her parents or whether it's I give her a break. And, and ultimately, it was hard for her to just understand the difference between quantity of time and quality of time. And I remember we were going to go to dinner with this, this couple. It was actually Pat Gentempo and his wife that were instrumental in our health. And she's like, I'm too busy. I'm too exhausted. I don't want to spend another dollar. And I said, I think it'll be worth it. It was, it was because we got connected to so many things. So um, I get that things can be difficult. But the reality is the more isolated you feel, the more exhausted you feel, the more you try to take everything on yourself, like, it's time to take a look at two things. Number one, when we say we're busy, how many things are we busy with that if we looked at 10 years from now wouldn't matter? If we nice. looked at our calendar every day, what could we give up doing? And what could we shorten so that we have some time for ourselves? The second thing is where can we be more resourceful with our resources? Like, where are we inefficient with our money? Because I want to have an open checkbook to invest in our health. I consider it genetic wealth. I consider it the habits that will form for generations to come. And so it's at the forefront of everything we do. And that wasn't always easy when there were cash crunches, right? But I just figured a way. I mean, I remember I was going to a chiropractor because they took insurance. I haven't used insurance for anything for years. But at that time, I was just like, what is it going to take? What do I need to do? We borrowed money from my in-laws for part of that to make sure that my son was able to go and, and see this, um, what was, a neurologist. So, so like, you just have to make it a priority and allow other people to support you because you can't go it alone sometimes. And there's family, there's friends, there's people who care. I mean, hell, my, my, one of my wife's low moments of her life, she said, was when she went to this clinic because it was a, it was a, a free day to get dentistry done. And she said the line was so massive, the news was there, and she was embarrassed to even show up because here I am, supposedly such a successful 
author and all this kind of stuff, but I was not taking care of my family at that time, and I was giving it all to just this vision, and you know what? It harms the vision. So my mm -hmm. wife fortunately called me out, and then I, I, I immediately it hit me so hard, and I started to do things differently. I started to make sure to spend more time at home, which cultivated more energy for me instead of exhaustion. I made sure to pay us first because it's the very thing that I've been so adamant about for the last 10 years, making sure people do so they don't put themselves in really difficult situations. I, even if someone's falling behind, don't care more about the credit card company and your credit than you care about your health. Like, there, there's a way to find the money. Invade the 401K. Yes, I'm a financial guy saying invade the 401K if that's what it takes to pay for your family's health because otherwise you're just going to end up regretting it with the misery that comes with that unhealthy situation of just neglecting health for too long. Wow. Like, that that's just super empowering. I... You know, we feel that way, but I think, of course, if we say that, you know, it carries a different it carries a different weight, you know. But I, I think about the mom who spends three days out of the week in a dark room with a rag on her eyes because she suffers from migraines or the kid who's on the autism spectrum or the, the people who have worked their whole lives and retired and are, like, ready to live, cash in on this myth that they can – you know, have the best years are yet to come, and then their health just totally declines. They can't get on the floor and play with their grandkids. They're miserable. They're pain in pain. They're drugged. They're depressed, and they're not. They're no longer contributing anything because they're they just haven't done anything to invest in themselves. And you know, people think sometimes that there's something wrong with them if they have to invest in their health. And it's a completely confusing mindset with my physical health and financial health. Um, when I realize that I have to either do it myself or pay somebody to pull my weeds in my flower beds on a regular basis, if the weeds are growing up, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me or my property or my home or my land. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. It's natural for weeds to grow up. I just have to either do it myself or teach my kids work ethic or pay somebody to pull those weeds. Well, our health is no different. If we're not intentionally doing something on a regular basis for our physical health, it's the same case. If we're not intentionally doing something for our financial health, you know, every, every other form of health too, relational, intellectual, spiritual, all of those, all of those sort of things. Are there check-ins? So, you know, we recommend people come into our offices. Um, as a radio listener, they get a complimentary consultation. Um, they'll sit knee-to-knee -knee with one of our doctors. We'll have a chat. We'll see if they're a candidate for care. It's a conversation, never a commitment. We're just chatting with them to see. Um, we recommend everybody deserves a good exam, a good assessment. Let's see what's going on. What do you recommend as a checkup for people's financial health? I mean... I'm going to check right now. I think we have something at Wealth Factory called wealthfactory.com forward slash strength. I'm just testing it while you say this. Yeah, wealthfactory.com forward slash strength. You can download at no charge our financial strength checklist. So it's a two-page comprehensive checklist, help you kind of assess your current wealth architecture and financial team. So this gives you a sense of your financial health. So, um, nice. yeah, like there, there you go. Just added more value, man. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to post that. Uh, I'm going to tweet that. Very good.
Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I, I already pulled it up on my phone. Everybody's probably <laughs> doing that at the same time I right now. It. So we're all, we're all interested. We appreciate that. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to your weekly checkup with Dr. Lazar and Dr. Kramer with the fabulous guest, Garrett Gunderson. Um, our number is 866-521-9355, 866-521-9355. Now, if you have a question and you, and you're, and you don't want to ask it on the air, that's fine, too. You can use that number 24 hours a day get a hold of either the Ann Arbor or the Troy office and then um, we'll also be putting some information on your weeklycheckup.com we'll be right back after the short break do you constantly live with pain does simply getting out of bed seemingly take all of your energy are you just plain tired tired of searching for answers tired of not living the life God intended for you then you need to call 866-521-WELL and speak with Dr. Jonathan Lazar or Dr. Jamie Kramer. Dr. Lazar and Dr. Kramer are upper cervical doctors who specialize in helping those who are in chronic pain. Call 866-521-WELL and make an appointment to visit one of their offices in Ann Arbor or Troy. If you mention you heard about them on WMUZ, your first consultation will be absolutely free. That's 866-521-WELL. And also go to their website at yourweeklycheckup.com. Now back to Dr. Jonathan Lazar and Dr. Jamie Kramer on Your Weekly Checkup. Hey, this is Dr. Lazar. And Dr. Kramer. Thanks for listening to Your Weekly Checkup. We wanted to invite you into our offices for a complimentary consultation to find out whether this upper cervical work is right for you and your family. And it's great news. We have offices in Ann Arbor and in Troy. So take this number down. Our number is 866 866- 521-WELL, 866-521-9355, and our teams are standing by waiting to take your call. Our website is yourweeklycheckup.com. That's yourweeklycheckup.com. Call and speak with the doctors live at 866-521-WELL. That's 866-521-WELL. Welcome back to your weekly checkup. Uh, this is Dr. Lazar with Dr. Kramer, and uh, we've got Garrett Gunderson. Uh, Garrett, I, I didn't ask your permission for this ahead of time, so please feel free to to not do All this. Right. I want to honor I want to honor you know your things with your family. But you, when we started the show, you talked about your uh, experience with your son, um, and and I don't you know I want to respect confidentiality and things. But are like are you comfortable sharing with any of what happened there? Because I think sometimes those stories uh, people can relate to. Oh my gosh, like yes, that could that could help. Um, would would it be would you be comfortable sharing any of sure. that experience? So he definitely had a pretty traumatic birth, and I think that you know. Uh, that was part of it. His head was very misshapen, so it was putting a, cer- a certain pressure on the brain that um, we actually went and saw a cranial orthopedist helped him reshape that, his head, which made a huge difference, which was referred by a chiropractor that, was, that we were working with. But um, ultimately, uh, he got vaccinated at age 18 months and had a pretty adverse reaction to that. And my wife started to notice that there were some issues and I didn't really recognize those issues because I was like, ah, he's probably an entrepreneur. He's fine. Um, but then she had me take him to a group. It was a social group. And there was a bunch of Asperger's and autistic kids in that group. And uh, he was seemed more troubled than the rest of them, really having a hard time connecting, really major issues going on. And so 
we got like, okay, this is real. And then we went to um, Total Solutions, and this was uh, in mm. 2008. And when we're up on the, this is a place that's training all these chiropractors. And I just happened to be there, you know, watching. But my, my wife is a fact finder. She's learning all this. And then these great chiropractors say, hey, we'll find someone to help your son. One of them happened to be in to meet with me. My son hit on her table, wouldn't even let her talk to him. Like, this is how, this is kind of the situation we was in back then. It's, it's so weird to see where he is now versus then because he's just doing so well. But then we just went on this journey. I flew him to see Francis Murphy, who is a chiropractor out of uh, Dallas that did a specific oxput adjustment that made a big difference. Um, we started seeing neurologists. We went to Life in Marietta, Georgia, and went to the uh, to the clinic there. The that was the Carrick Clinic at the time, and we we're doing a lot of like you know brain function type activities and gyro stem. Um, we've take, I mean, honestly, we've taken him to do so many things. He's doing myofascial right now. Um, Dr. Craig Bueller has been a chiropractor that after a seizure got him up and running within two hours. I mean, it's been a crazy journey, but let me just tell you, at 14, this is the first year he's actually really making friends, and he's starting to develop that part of his brain that just wasn't functioning at a very high level. He doesn't seem to have auditory processing issues that he had early on in his life, and now he just got some, you know, presidential award for financial fitness. He got great grades this year. Um, it turns out that he's got a ridiculously high IQ, but it wasn't able to be expressed before. And now we've discovered it's 163 or 164. I can't remember. They, they tested him twice. But, I mean, we would have never even known our son and who he is today coming out downstairs in some mornings to work out with me, you know, now asking me about girls and wearing cologne and, you know, able to carry on a conversation, hugging everyone that shows up. You know, before, if we took him anywhere, he wouldn't even go in and watch a basketball game at a stadium because it was too noisy. He would never get up on stage, and he was just in a play for Aladdin this year. So, I mean, it's been a transformational experience to tell you the myriad of things that we've done. I mean, it's been six figures of investment, but it's been the best money we've ever spent. And, uh, you know, we've done all sorts of testing with a functional medicine doctor last year, and they're just coming back so much better than we could have ever expected. My wife and I regularly go, can you even believe where he's at today? I mean, we, we had Dr. Bueller connected us to someone on the, uh, doing these brain function activities. It was six months straight for an hour a day. I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of length that we went to. But you know what? By doing that, he's thriving. He's doing great. And we get to know him as the best version of himself not at some minimal minimal version because of whatever interference, blockage, you know, toxicity, you know, whatever that was and, and that was, you know, harming him is now, you know, been released. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for sharing that uh, story with us. And I think the big key is is, is finding the root of the problem. And um, in, in what you were saying is you were on, and you did a myriad of different things, um, but it's it's about getting the body, you know, finding the the problems, whether it's it's physical or it's a chemical block, and and unlocking that block to allow the body to heal, because the body is a self healing, self regulating organism, and um, as chiropractors, that's what we do is help re, uh, relieve that interference so your body can express health the the way that God intended it to. And the other thing is is 
and it sounds like Garrett and, and his company also helps find the root of any problems that you may be having financially as well. So Dr. Lazar and I, as we were wrapping up the show here tonight, we want to leave you with lots of good words. And, and we've just got about three minutes left, uh, Garrett, before we're, we're done with the show tonight. Is there any parting words you have for our guests tonight? I mean, invest in yourself, invest in your health. What you think is complicated about finance, you don't even need to know 80% of it. Just get really dialed in on your foundation, on the basics. And if you don't know how to, how to invest or where to invest, just invest back into your skill sets and just build up plenty of liquidity. You don't have to become a master of the stock market or of real estate or even of business for that matter. You just have to be really great at what you do and, and expose that. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Jonathan, man, it was awesome having you out recently and hanging, um, you know, and spending some time together. So uh, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, uh, Jamie, thanks for thanks for the questions and uh, for the interview. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it so much. And, uh, again, Garrett Gunderson with WealthFactory.com. Make sure you check his stuff out. Um, and for the assessment he was talking about, WealthFactory.com forward slash strength. Um, Garrett found a need. He worked massively at figuring out that need and uh, made sure that uh, he is meeting the needs of thousands of people. And his goal is a million uh, business owners and entrepreneurs reaching financial independence. And he's going to reach it for sure. There's no question. Aches and pains are signs that your body isn't working right. Your brain, spinal cord, and all your nerves control how your body works. Physical, chemical, or emotional stresses produce a defensive posture. Muscles contract, lacking spinal joints that pinch or irritate nearby nerves. Lack of nervous system integrity sets the stage for disease and ill health. A thorough examinations help chiropractors find these subluxations. Applying a precise force to stuck spinal joints helps your body right itself. Health usually returns as repeated visits restore nervous system integrity. And that is why chiropractic care has helped millions of people just like you get well and stay well. Uh, thanks again to Garrett. Invest in yourself. Wealthfactory.com. Yourweeklycheckup.com. On behalf of our teams in Ann Arbor and in Troy and our awesome team at WMUZ, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week and God bless.